0: We welcome you into another edition of Impact 89 FM Sports is 10 and 10. I'm Aaron Jordan alongside my partner in crime, Spencer Ray.. What up? And if you're listening to this for the first time, what happens is I ask Spencer 10 random questions about sports, and then he asks me 10 random questions. Neither of us have seen the questions. It's a lot of fun. This all is not
1: like, authentic, not staged.
0: N- yep, none of it's scripted. It's kind of like whose line is it anyway? Because it has to be improvised a little bit. the answers do, but they're all genuine. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to question number 1. You ready for this?
1: Always, always.
0: All right. Dean Blandino, the NFL's Vice President of Officiating, said that the refs aren't going to rush the ball to the line of scrimmage unless it's a 2-minute drill, saying that we have to make sure that teams understand that they don't control the tempo, our officials do. Eagles coach Chip Kelly said it isn't an issue, and it has been rumored that this will definitely slow down the Philadelphia Eagles' offense. Do you see it as an issue? And how much do you think it will slow down their offense?
1: It's a, it's a huge issue for the Eagles because that's what the Eagles do. They run the fast-tempo offense, the, you know, the spread option. Okay, you
0: haven't stuff. seen the offense yet, though. Yeah, he, you season. know he's
1: bringing what he, what he, uh, what he did at Oregon Philadelphia. He's got the right players to do it. A lot of, a lot of speedsters. He's got Mike Vick. And oh, yeah. Nick Foles, he, he's not – I don't think he's going to get the starting job. No. He, but he runs like a six-second 40 or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, no, uh, it's terrible he, because – It's like
0: putting John Kitna at the um, – Putting John Kitten at the forty yard exactly. dash against exactly. Devin Hester and saying go.
1: Yeah. And uh well no, like is the refs they do have a big part of the game and we learned that from, you know, the replacement. Touchception. Refs. But uh yeah, this this is what the Eagles do. Uh you, you can't the refs do have a big part of the game, but they're not uh they they shouldn't have impact what the what the fans see. You know, 'cause if why 'cause Chip Kelly wants to run a, a play every twelve seconds, mm-hmm. twelve, fourteen seconds. And if you can't do that, because the refs, like they, they should have conditioning test for, uh, for the refs, because you you hear about all these players failing uh, failing uh, conditioning tests. I think the refs should have one for for Philadelphia fans and or or, or a mix of both uh, b- both uh, officiating crews. You know, some that can handle keeping up with uh, Chip Kelly's offense and ones that can't. You know, who mm-hmm. will be like your line judges or something. But uh, yeah, the the way the way it impacts the Eagles, it impacts everything because. If that—that's—that's that's what makes them so successful—is you can't get your substitutions in, and or you're gonna have guys. You may even get penalties of having too many men or not enough. Well, no penalty, but not enough men. Also
0: but, have to take timeouts early and often.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, that—that's not gonna look good for uh, Chip Kelly's offense, and it could you know limit them to their full potential. But yeah, it'll. Well, We won't really know until it happens, but I think it will. I think, I think it will see an impact over the course of the season. So.
0: All right, question number two. Sam McKaig of Yahoo Sports recently ranked the 30 starting goalies in the NHL, putting Jimmy Howard at number 17. Your top three are Jonathan Quick, Henrik Lundqvist, and Pekka Rene from the Nashville Predators. The top ten includes Roberto Luongo at nine and Cam Ward at ten. Should Jimmy Howard be higher, or do you agree with this ranking?
1: Uh, I think Jimmy Howard should be higher than Roberto Longo. I, I, what, about, I, what about Cam Ward? Cam Ward, I think he's definitely top 10. I think okay. he's top 10, but I agree with the top three. Jonathan Quick obviously is the pound-for-pound yeah. pound best goalie in the NHL. But Jimmy Howard, he should be top 15, easily. Easily top 15. There's a reason why... Uh, you know Detroit makes the playoffs every year. Jimmy Howard is a big reason why. He's, a,
0: he's the reason they made. Yeah, the playoffs he's not. He's not season. the
1: best goalie, but he gets the job done.
0: Well, but then, but then listen to this. They've also got guys like uh, Sergei Bobrovsky at number five. He, he's had pretty much one good season with Columbus. Uh-huh. And then Mike Smith of the Phoenix Coyotes at number six. Carey Price seven. Antti Niemi eight. And then at number eleven is Corey Crawford. And Corey Schneider is ranked number 13. Hmm. So, and this list also assumes that um, Mika Kiprasov is done because their supposed replacement for Kiprasov is Kari Ramo, and he's ranked number 30. So I just, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure about McKeg's listing there, but we shall see. But mean, yeah,
1: but Jimmy should be higher, though. Definitely. Yeah, he... He'd... He was the reason why Detroit made it as far as they did in the playoffs, and the reason why they made the playoffs. Not not including like the offensive burst we had. You know, well, and that th- and th- the year, fact but. that
0: they added Danny DeKeyser too, which definitely yeah, helped yeah. on defense. Mm-hmm. But when your defense wasn't keeping you in games and pretty much allowing breakaway after breakaway, like we saw in the first game oh, of the season, yeah, that was just that oof. six to nothing atrocity. Yeah, that, a, and Jimmy but, Howard really kept him in the games for the most part. Uh, question number three, after trading for Astros closer Jose Veras and Red Sox shortstop Jose Iglesias, the Tigers were considered winners at this year's non-waiver trade deadline. Grade the Tigers' trade deadline moves, and is there another move that you wish they would have made?
1: I, th- I thought uh, they should have made a push for uh, uh, Brian Wilson. The, really, uh, the closer for the Dodgers now. I think they should have made a push for him with the closer issue because I you, think
0: you don't think Joaquin Benoit can hold the job for the entire year because he has well, been doing I, really well. He's I, nine for nine just on saves. Just look
1: at uh, just look at Wilson's credentials. You okay. know, he, he's a winner. He's won before, and he's, he brings personality to the team. His beard, and, uh, <laughs> you know, you've seen him at the ESPYS back in the day. It would
0: be interesting to see the the beard in the old yeah, English D.
1: Yeah, fear, fear the fear the beard. And uh, <laughs> no, like he. He he brings he brings a lot of leadership I think to to the, to the Detroit Tigers and maybe maybe he'll inspire some of the other closers you know to to step up their game and because you know he's not going to be a full time pitcher but uh, but yeah that that was the one head scratcher I thought that they didn't really pursue a closer with all the problems they've had well and
0: I think the fact that they have uh, Joaquin Benoit in there and they're comfortable with him I what I would have liked to seen him do really is um. I would have loved to see him go after a left handed reliever because Drew Smiley has been very good mm-hmm. in the position he's been in. But then you got Phil Coke who is just a lefty specialist. He can't pitch to right handers. Mm-hmm. And if you have a pitcher who can only pitch to left-handers but not against right-handers, you don't have a pitcher. Exactly. It's that simple. But but,
1: but I'm glad the Tigers did address the fact, well, the inevitable, that Johnny Peralta is not going to be a Tiger for a while, and maybe never again.
0: You know, Jose Iglesias reportedly Mm -hmm. is a huge step up on Mm -hmm. defense from Johnny Peralta, so I'm really excited to see him play. I would almost
1: want, if I'm the Tigers, I would almost want a defensive-oriented shortstop because... um, Hey, you—you already have the offense. You have the offense there. Obviously, you would love to get hits, you know, guys later down the line to to bring in Prince Fielder's. You know, if they happen to not hit a home if run, Prince
0: Fielder actually shows up. Yeah. But you know, they've got—they've also got on defense now Iglesias at shortstop, mm-hmm. who's a very good defensive shortstop. And when Omar Infante is healthy, he's very good defensively at second base. Yeah, so a lot of web gems. I, I love to have two out of four. On the Tigers now that are defense and instead of just there for their offense, yeah,
1: but it definitely makes the Tigers look good for you know addressing the inevitable.
0: Definitely. Question number four: According to Pro Hockey Talk, rumor has it that the NHL is considering an expansion team for Seattle for the 2014 and 15 season. That's after Seattle lost out on getting the Phoenix Coyotes. For balance, the NHL would likely have to add a second team to bring it to an even 32. And the usual suspects for expansion and relocation are Kansas City, Quebec City, Portland, Las Vegas, or even a second team in Toronto. What are those city- Of those cities listed, which one do you believe is most likely to get an- another expansion team besides Seattle? And if you don't believe any of them will, what city do you think well, you will?
1: Well, I know Kansas City is, and I don't think that's a great place for hockey. Well, they
0: they had the scouts a few years back, and they lost them to
1: yeah. Whoever. Exactly. It's it's just I don't think it's going to work out. I wouldn't mind seeing another team in Toronto. Mm-hmm. You know, to kind of have like that, uh, you know, that New York Mets and Yankees thing, where uh, in Canada, where it's that in in rivalry that that in state rivalry. I think mm-hmm. I think that'd be nice for the NHL.
0: Did you get a chance to look at the list of college football uniforms that I sent
1: you yesterday? Of course, of
0: course. All right. Yesterday, the ESPN released a list of notable college football uniform changes for this season. Again, I sent you this list yesterday. What is the best and the worst of these uniforms?
1: Well... I would. You always got to go Oregon for the best. They always show out. They <laughs> Even that lime
0: green. Out. Come on.
1: Yeah. yeah. What's not to love about Oregon jerseys? I,
0: I, okay, I don't mind the black. They're pioneer.
1: They are the pioneers of creative jerseys.
0: I like the black jerseys that they have with the lime green on them. The little, the highlight of lime green. I don't like the lime green all-around jerseys it's the same thing with the seahawks i don't mind the accents that they have on the jerseys now
1: well no no one wears those old seahawks jerseys those are just disgusting uh, yeah Ugh.
0: And, and, and that's how i see the all whatever color that is for the for the oregon i love the helmets no, it's, just that the un- they it's the
1: uniqueness of the helmet even the face mask is chromed out you know like you you can't you, you're not going to see that anywhere else and everyone else is like copying them <laughs> they're, they're the pioneers you know like you've seen the adidas the Adidas uh, under-the-lights uniforms with Michigan and yep. Notre Dame, that was a big deal. That was probably Adidas' first, first uh, jab back at Nike for, you know, okay, hey, we, Pro we, combat. you guys have sweet jerseys, let, let, let's get ours. And
0: Nike and, just does it better, I
1: think. Yeah, yeah, frankly. Nike has done it. I mean, I'm
0: not promoting Nike, no, by no, mean, no. just stating a like fact. A
1: lot of the best, the better teams use Nike.
0: And the NFL uses them now, too, and I think yeah. what they've done with the Jacksonville Jaguars uniforms oh, is awesome. Oh, those are hot. Those are hot. And I— and, That's probably the one good good thing the Jags have going for them right now.
1: Yeah, because a lot of players think playing in Jacksonville is a vacation because you're going to win, what, two games a year? Yeah,
0: most likely.
1: And especially being like the backup, you know, a backup or a third string, that's going to be living the life.
0: If Blaine Gabbert loses the quarterback competition, he may Uh have the best backup job in the league.
1: Yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, got to love. And the worst uniforms, I'd say, is probably... Just about any of the Adidas uniforms, mm. and because they uh, they don't really change as much as the Nike. The Nike ads they have creativity to it and just something unique that you don't see on a uniform, right? And uh, there was a high school uniform that was pretty funny. It was it was like a, uh, what what they call a coat of arms, almost where it was one color on each quadrant. Like one half of the uniform was like a dark green, and the other half was like a lime green. One leg of the pant was a lime green, and the other was the dark green. It's disgusting. What were, they, what were they? The it was like it was like a high school uniform or something. The, like,
0: what was their team name? The Collages.
1: I have no idea. I, I mean, yeah, I just they, re- they looked like optical illusions. <laughs> like you know, you, uh, really wanna... you
0: could hang them up in an art museum.
1: Exactly, exactly. I'm sure they were in the uh, NFL Hall of Fame in Canton. You will probably see one of those.
0: <laughs> and I'm just thinking about. Um, Last year, when ESPN college game day came in um Nebraska had those alternate uniforms that they were going to be wearing for their night game,
1: yeah yeah and those, it, those look nice i uh, I, like
0: those. I remember David Pollock was saying that it looked like something that his kid made at preschool, so
1: <laughs> oh with with the with the n yeah you, you've seen their new ones right the, i've the seen I like their those, new yeah, those ones those ones I'm talking about like charcoal dark mm-hmm. those look really nice yeah, but the simple like as the dumbed down version of you know it's like, <laughs> that's exactly what it yeah, was they, they look like uniform from the 20s you know <laughs> just just a big am or a big w suppose that's
0: what they may have been going for if they were uh, going for a real type of throwback yeah, that
1: doesn't work everyone likes the everyone likes the what teams are oregon are doing you know like teams like oregon because they're they're making it creative and I'm sure that brings in lots of recruits, too. You know, like, okay, you get that exposure of seeing those new uniforms. Even if you're not a great team, but you have a sweet-looking uniform, you will still get some coverage.
0: Oh, no doubt. You know,
1: easily, easily. And Oregon's just been the pioneer, you know, with creative uniforms. You can never go wrong with Oregon, though.
0: Sticking with football, but moving to the pros, we've got the NFL announcing earlier this week that Jerry Rice and Deion Sanders would be picking the Pro Bowl teams, effectively eliminating the NFC versus AFC format. Do you like this new format? Or would you rather see different Hall of Famers picking the teams?
1: I think they should have players do it. They should, they should still keep the voting of who should the captains be. Okay, that, That's just my take on it. Cause I don't wanna... Similar
0: to what the NHL does with exactly. like Team stall and Team Ovechkin. Exactly.
1: I think that's what they should do because, A, you get – because Jerry Rice, yeah, they watch football all day long. You know, that's their jobs now. But I want to see people who are playing still since that's who we're going to see. We're going to see people that are playing now. We're not going to see a, an alumni game. That would be you know, cool, though. But yeah, but... oh yeah, of course. But, but no, I I do like it because the Pro Bowl is dead. You know, like no, <laughs> the only good thing about the Pro Bowl is, is the, the Super
0: Bowl is the week after that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, and and the fact that it's in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's vacation. Like a, yeah, yeah, like another vacation spot for for players who've earned it per se. But <laughs> but yeah, like I, I I agree with it, but I don't agree with the fact that Dion Dion Sanders and Jerry Rice are, are doing it. I I would like to. I'm glad that they're a part of it, but. I'm sure down the road we'll see some changes.
0: On Thursday, the USA Today coaches poll was released. And what team do you believe right now is the most overrated team in the top 25? Ooh,
1: this one's tough. I'm going to have to say Texas A&M. Okay. I'm easily, because, not, not because I'm hating on Johnny Manziel. He's probably going to be the best player, you know, him and uh, Jadavion Clowney. Jadavion Clowney's like the best pound-for-pound player, but right. best offensive player, Johnny Manziel. He did, you know, a feat that only two other people have done, and they've all won Heismans, which is pass for 20 touchdowns, and rush for 20 touchdowns. Everyone who's done that has won the Heisman with Cam Newton and mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. So I would have to say Texas A&M, and the fact that they received a number one vote. So I don't know if that was just an A&M coach or what, but I definitely don't don't agree with them because I think Bama's going to thrash them. I, oh. they, they remember last year.
0: And Nick Saban um, scouts the daylight out of the team that he lost to, and... Yeah. Look yeah. what happened with the rematch versus LSU in the BCS national championship back in 2012. After they lost to him in the 2011 season. Not only that,
1: yeah, not only that, but then though uh, LSU, they're not really an offensive team. They're just a strong defensive team. Right, and Alabama, also they have that more more multi dimensional offense where they do have the power running game, but they have a good decision making quarterback in AJ McCarron who can throw the deep ball, pretty accurate, and just doesn't make mistakes.
0: And Brent Musburger pointed out he has a very pretty girlfriend. Exactly. <laughs> but looking back at the 2013 NFL draft, are there any potential players you could see being deemed busts in the f- next few years?
1: Oof. Honestly, I would probably have to say and Clowney with all the pressure. In, yeah, in, in
0: should... this draft, in this year's draft. not Oh, to, like, oh, to, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, in
1: 2013 draft. A bust right now, probably either uh, the Browns... Barkevious Mingo or Lion Ziggy Anza with those guys Cause I was
0: definitely going to say Anza if yeah, I was asked it's, that question. It's,
1: it's either all or nothing with these guys because they're just freaks. They on um, they they pass the eye test of just looking like a great football player, but when it, you have to show me, not tell me. You know, oh right. yeah, you're, it's great that you're six four, two hundred fifty pounds and ripped, and you run at four five forty. You can bench press thirty five pounds, but I want to see what you do against. You know. Jake Long you know that's what I want to see I want to see you hit Sam Bradford I want to see you hit all those guys you know I don't care what you do in practice and I don't care what you did at LSU so those guys definitely
0: and with the addition of Brandon Jennings many are saying that the Detroit Pistons could make the playoffs but likely won't get out of the first round do you believe that they could advance in the playoffs and if not what pieces are they still missing
1: well first of all they're at best they'll be a seventh or eighth seed okay and if they if they're an 8th they're going to get swept by the Heat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you're if
0: you're the 8th seed, you can pencil in a fishing trip within four games.
1: Exactly. Yeah, they'll they'll do they'll do just that. And the Heat the Heat aren't going to say anything like Brandon Jennings did talking about how the how they're not going how they're going to beat the Heat and the Bucks. And, yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, as far as the Brandon Jennings signing go, I think it's great for Detroit cuz the Bucks weren't a great team and I think you're just changing, you're just taking them out of uh Taking Jennings out of a, an area with not of a with not much of a market in Milwaukee and bringing them to Detroit,
0: which the to be fair the, there isn't much of a market in Milwaukee. You're right, and there is a better market in Detroit. Yeah, it's just will the fans care? Do you think? Do you think they'll care enough? About uh, like the Jennings signing de- and um, bringing back Chauncey Billups.
1: Yeah, I think the it's addition
0: just... of Josh Smith. Do you think this will make the fans care more? Because it was oh, yeah. sad looking oh, at yeah. the palace you last year. Get, you
1: don't have to. You can take out those Chauncey Billups jerseys out of your, yep. your closet, you know, or, or out of your garbage. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why anyone would throw away a Chauncey Billups jersey. If if yeah, if you bought an Iverson oh, yeah. jersey, that's yeah, one. It's thing. It's to
1: wear a Billups jersey because he's succeeded. You know, everywhere he's gone in Denver and the Clippers. Yeah, yeah the injury. But in, in in LA, but he's still he still succeeded yep. when he played. But yeah, it'll be I think it'll be great for Detroit. To, I'm not going to pencil in them as a favorite to win the East.
0: What pieces do you think they're still missing then?
1: Uh they have they they have young big men, which is great, mm-hmm. and that's that's one of the keys to beating the Heat, as we saw. You know, obviously they didn't lose, but uh, the fact that you know you, if you have a dominant big man, you can definitely contend against mm-hmm. the Heat. And that's their weakness, too. And that's what they're trying to find, too. They don't have a big man. LeBron James is like the closest thing they have yeah. to a big man. Because Bosch is an offensive guy. You've seen him get dominated yeah. in, in, the, in the Pacers series. So, But, uh, yeah, I would definitely say probably an elite player. Because there is no guy that just stands out. Brandon Jennings is not an elite player. He's like a tier B, tier C guy. Like, yeah, he can get you 20 points game, but he throws up a lot of shots. And a lot of them don't go in. But they need a guy who can take over the game. And we haven't seen that. And honestly, when Detroit won, you never saw just one guy take over the game. They
0: were a team-oriented Exactly, team. they were like the
1: Spurs. You, you never. Occasionally, you'll have that game where someone's just on fire, you know, whether it's Billups from behind the arc or Rip Hamilton or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you never have one guy just, you know, who. And you
0: had Ben Wallace, who could both defend and drive to the basket. Yeah,
1: yeah. When you talk about the Heat, it's like, okay, who do you want to take the last shot? LeBron or you know D Wade. You know, but with with uh, with Detroit, it's just. You can trust anyone. Obviously, you don't want your center taking the three if he's no. not good at it. But, you know, just, just little things like that. They just needed an elite player, which, you know, that, that could happen with all the free agents next year.
0: And finally, question number 10. You can tell it's a slow news week when we're ending with a question like this. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks announced that they are selling melted portions of the United Center ice with proceeds going to charity. I'm not kidding when I read this. Say the Red Wings won the Stanley Cup next season and did the same thing. Would you buy a melted portion of Joe Louis Arena ice?
1: No, because I can make one. Right now. <laughs> how are you supposed to know that it's actually from? You're selling
0: Stanley Cup commemorative water, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah. and how do you know that they're just not just doing that? Just oh, getting tap water and just freezing it,
0: and you know, uh, putting a little food coloring yeah, in it. Yeah, hey, yeah. you got a piece of center ice. Yeah,
1: oh yeah, here's the blue line for you. <laughs> you know, so, so I, I I don't get it, but I'm sure people will buy into it and it is nice that's for charity it's not like
0: i'm i'm not knocking the fact that yeah. it's charity no, I'm but i'm glad, looking at I'm this going like you on- could sell stanley cup Com- commemorative pucks or you could st- sell sticks you could sell pretty much anything Ice? Melted ice? Really? Because yeah,
1: if you're getting a piece of the hardwood from the Pistons championship, that's cool. That's cause, different. Because you, you know it's there, you know, but uh, <laughs> this is just ice. Anyone can get ice and I'm, add food coloring And
0: maybe it. they'll let fans uh, go in and stand and watch and or, melt you know, it, but or, I doubt or, or it. Or
1: just scrape their own, you know... Their, <laughs> scrape their own, your own ice. Yeah, scrape your own ice. <laughs> fill up this little, this vial of... Uh, <laughs> Of, of ice and oh, it gets melted.
0: And just and a day. note: I told this story to my dad last night, and all he could do was just sit there and shake his head. He pretty much had the exact same reaction that you did.
1: And this time, I'm going to be asking the questions for Mr. Jordan here.
0: Oh Lord, help me!
1: All right, the first question: We're <laughs> going to go MLB. Obviously, I, I thought you know it was a pretty dry off season, mm-hmm. you know, trade deadline. But what do you think the biggest off season move was? Would you say the Detroit move? Or? I'd
0: say the Detroit move was a huge one. Because they, addre- they didn't necessarily make the biggest splash. They didn't go out and get Jonathan Papelbon like everyone was, rumored, mm-hmm. was saying they were rumored to back when they were truly having closer issues. But they addressed a need in the bullpen. They got that bullpen security. I saw uh, Jose Veras play on Tuesday, actually, and he looked very, very good. And um, Jose Iglesias really beefs up the defense. I'd say that was one of the biggest moves from a contender.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you, though.
0: In Iglesias, and I, I've seen some of his highlights, he just looks spectacular at shortstop, and that's what they need. The Tigers, um, with the ground ball pitcher that they have in Rick Porcello, they don't have the defense to really defend that, and that's why Rick Porcello gives up as many hits as he does. He's been throwing for more strikeouts this season than he has in his past, but I think that this will definitely help pitchers like rick porcello and even doug fister to an extent Mm -hmm.
1: well yeah and we're gonna go from mlb offseason to football because it is football friday and a lot of football questions yeah oh yeah we're all excited it's the beginning of august so you know the weather doesn't really look too nice out half the time oh yeah
0: it's cool outside though so that definitely works i was asking earlier this week when the highs were in like the upper 60s going okay it's in the upper 60s right now why isn't it football season right yet
1: yeah, well, it's getting closer and closer, Thank and there's goodness. a Hall of Fame game this weekend, too. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's a report, uh, CBS and Adrian Peterson claims he's going to be the all-time leading rusher in 2017. He mm-hmm. already has 8,849 yards in six seasons, and the record is 18,355 yards. Do you think he gets there?
0: This season?
1: No, no, no. no. He's, he, he's,
0: Do he, I think he gets there in general?
1: No, no, in 2017. 2017. 2017.
0: That's hard to say. With this guy, anything's possible. Look what he did after coming back off of a torn ACL, for, for crying out loud. I mean, he's ob- obviously the best running back in the league right now. He is going to go down as one of the best in history. I wouldn't put it past him, but that is a very high standard that he's set himself to. So mm-hmm. we, we'll see. It's hard for me to say.
1: Do you think he'll end his career, at least, as the all-time leading rusher? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Because that's it's...
0: that's the extent of the Vikings' offense. Christian Ponder, I've said it before on this show, has the easiest job in the NFL. You turn around, you hand the ball to Christian – or er, to Christian, Christian <laughs> Ponder hands the ball to Christian Ponder and Christian Ponder and – but he hands the ball to Adrian Peterson mm-hmm. and Adrian Peterson just works miracles with it, so – yeah. We've and, seen I've seen him do that with the Lions before.
1: Yeah, so he's got 79 games to do that. He would have to average 120.3 yards per game.
0: Well, again, if and, anyone can do yeah, it.
1: Yeah, it would be him. Yeah. We he would have to almost get 2,000 yards a season too. So, yeah. And off to uh more NFL. then we love this off-season. And uh my question is, what what team or uh the biggest off-season position battle in the NFL, who you got?
0: Off-season position battle. Mm-hmm. Um gosh, there's a lot of quarterback Competitions Going on right now And I'm I'm throwing the Jacksonville Jaguars out Because frankly nobody cares about them (laughs) I'm going to talk Philadelphia Eagles Because everyone's really intrigued With how that Mm -hmm. new offense is going to run I think that is the biggest Quarterback competition in there right now Because it's going to take a fast quarterback To run it but also one who can Throw and throw accurately And manage the up-tempo offense That we just referenced earlier In the questions that I had for you If anyone can do it, I feel like Michael Vick is the guy who is going to do it. Nick Foles is a pocket passer. He's not the Michael Vick who can run the read option, Mm -hmm. and I think they're going to keep Dennis Dixon on the team this year as the third stringer. I think Nick Foles is the odd man out, no doubt about it. Um, Again, he's a pocket passer. Dixon ran that type of offense when he was in college, and I think they didn't... Draft Matt Barkley for nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, so we're gonna transition to baseball and basketball. Then it's all football the rest of the rest all right, No hockey. No, no hockey. No. You hockey. disappoint me. Well, you know there really isn't. It's kind of dry. That's true. You know, and, and I think you addressed. I, I
0: found something with it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't really want to dig that deep for that's for fair. hockey. You know, hockey. We got a couple. We got a couple months of hockey. But yeah. which Brandon has the better year? Brandon Jennings or Brandon Knight? Brandon
0: Jennings. Uh, Brandon Knight uh, still has a while a ways to go in my mind for development and I think the Milwaukee Bucks will give him a good opportunity to do that I frankly can't even remember who they hired as their coach I think it's a rookie head coach but because last I knew it was Scott Skiles but um, I think Brandon Jennings because he has the experience and he has a better team around him in Detroit and it really surprises me that I'm saying that about the Detroit Pistons right now mm-hmm. and he also has Chauncey Billups behind him who Chauncey Billups if nothing more this season will be a great veteran mentor to the team
1: oh yeah yeah And he's always had that leadership presence
0: and you got Maurice Cheeks who is supposedly mm-hmm. really very good with um point guards so I think Brandon Jennings
1: oh yeah oh yeah I would definitely agree I I'm just wondering if uh, Brandon Knight gets dunked on ever again <laughs> in a, a bit of but uniform. Uh, so, yeah, from...
0: All the YouTube videos saying, rest in peace, Brandon yeah, Knight.
1: Yeah, so the Palace to Tiger Stadium. Is Peralta coming back to Detroit ever? Is it, did we see the last time?
0: Ever? I'm going to have to say he'd be back in the playoffs because I don't see... if the Depending on when the 50-game suspension comes out, if he has a chance to be back in the playoffs, Um. yeah, there will be a bit of rust factor but there's no way that ramon santiago if it's an option between iglesias peralta and santiago there's no way santiago makes it santiago can't hit and uh the thing about iglesias as i said earlier is iglesias provides the defense but peralta can provide the hitting when you need it and again there will be a rust factor after sitting out 50 games iglesias will be the starting shortstop in the playoffs but I think Peralta will play one more time at least in the Tigers' uniform. But I don't think he's back next season.
1: Okay, so from Detroit to Columbus, Ohio. Oh, geez. We all heard about the Carlos Hyde incident, while he mm-hmm. punched a girl at a bar, and there was speculation that he was going to be suspended the whole year. But it turns out it's only three games until further notice because he didn't. The charges were dropped. The lady decided not to press charges. But how big of an impact will Carlos Hyde's suspension have on Ohio State for the three? games at least at least
0: it'll have a decent impact um they've got a quarterback a great quarterback in Braxton Miller who I think mm-hmm. can make a lot of really good plays so it won't necessarily be that noticeable plus I don't think they play anyone of note early on in the season I'm going to double check that right now because
1: because yeah, with Carlos Hyde uh and just running backs in general for Urban Meyer Urban Meyer has never had a thousand yard rusher running back uh, and I, that's what Miller, I was about ready
0: yeah. right to say and here's you said the first three games, right? Here are their first three opponents: Buffalo, San Diego State, and Cal. Cal provides the biggest competition out of yeah, all yeah, of them. Yeah, the yeah. Cal game was. And then they go to Florida A and M. Yeah. But I think, but I, so from that extent, his presence won't be missed that much. They were tenth overall in rushing yards last year. Uh, I wonder if the NCAA ever takes
1: a like you know, takes a stand on this because suspending a team for the first. Like a high-profile team for the first two or three games means nothing. That
0: was like Terrell Pryor being yeah. suspended for the first five games. Yeah, the only in, big
1: game he missed was uh, he would have missed was Ohio was, or Michigan was Miami, State. Well, in the Miami game, right? Like, and uh, so yeah, like he they didn't really miss much. So yeah, I agree with you. It's not gonna you know be they're playing cupcakes. Yeah, so, and, and that's why
0: That's why Tressel's suspension. If he'd have lasted that long, I, I, Trestle's suspension wouldn't have been that noticed because yeah. Luke Fickle could have easily. Mm -hmm. coached them through teams like Buffalo and Cal and San Diego State, Florida Mm A&M.
1: So, all right, we're going to go to the top 25. You know, you asked me about the biggest, who's the most overrated team. I want to see your biggest surprise in the top 25. Rather, it's someone who's highly ranked, not ranked high enough, who's not ranked at all. What do you got, Aaron?
0: What I've got a and M. i A&M, I'm surprised they're ranked as high as they are. I agree with you on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other team that I would go with, honestly... I'm surprised that Texas is ranked as high as they are. They didn't have that bad of a season last year. I'm pretty sure they won their bowl game. But that being said, they haven't been living up to Texas standards that were set with guys like Colt McCoy, with guys like Vince Young. They really haven't had much of a quarterback since Colt McCoy. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how they do this season. I think that's a bit of a high ranking for Texas.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you there because uh... – because we're we're usually used to Texas. Yeah, they recruit well, but we're used to seeing them win ten games and right. playing in a BCS game. We haven't and seen they that since since McCoy, the real McCoy. So uh, so yeah, I, I would I would definitely you know I see where you're coming from. So back to from college football the pros. Which injury has the biggest impact? Jeremy Macklin and his ACL, Michael Crabtree and his Achilles, or Percy Harvin's uh, is it uh his hip? His hip.
0: Um. I I would have to say I'm going between uh, Jeremy Macklin and Percy Harvin. I'm going to say Jeremy Macklin because the the Seahawks did pretty well without Percy Harvin last season. We all know that.
1: Yeah, because they didn't have him. Right, exactly.
0: And I think with the offense that they're going to be running in Philadelphia, yeah, it's read option, and it'll be a lot of with the running quarterback with Michael Vick. And I think that I think he, that Dennis, that he's going to be missed a lot, especially if um, if Riley Cooper misses any time. They have they have guys like Jason Avant. They have um, an aging Deshaun Jackson, mm-hmm. but I think and that then they
1: just cut you know B.J. Cunningham, our very own I mean, right Spartan. So right, I think they're going to miss him.
0: him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that any of these other guys can really cover it because again, Avant's good and Deshaun Jackson's good. They're going to miss Jeremy Macklin, though because he was pretty good for them last season, considering the season that they had.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of turnovers the Mike Vick quarterback, you know, controversy towards the end. But I was going to ask you a certain question about a certain player in the Eagles, but I'm we're gonna I'm going to say that for last. But, okay. Uh, there's reports that uh, Drew Brees. He got takeout food. He got takeout food at a <laughs> I Chinese knew this restaurant. question was
0: going to be asked somewhere.
1: Yeah, and he, he, got, to, he got takeout food. It was like $74, and he, and, he, uh, and he tipped him $3. How would you tip in that situation? Or do you think it's not a big deal, people making it too big of a deal? What are your I, thoughts on it, Aaron?
0: I think it was, if it was delivery, it would be one thing, because you're having the food brought to you. If it's um, you're at a sit-down restaurant, you have a waiter or a waitress, that's one thing. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, Drew Brees is rich, but I'm not I'm not sitting here expecting him to pay a $1000 tip on some on a meal that's $74. I think um people are making it way bigger of a deal than it is. Maybe he under-tipped a little bit, but it was takeout. He drove to get the food and the most they had to do was bring the food out to yeah, him. Yeah, put it in
1: plastic bags. Exactly. Or, you know, and, like, and I, I mean I'm
0: not knocking or... I'm not knocking those who do that job. I'm saying I don't think it's as big of a deal that he didn't tip him yeah, that big like, as if, if
1: yeah if you're a waitress, you know, you get your you're like 4 dollars an hour plus your tips. That's not how yep. it is at, if you're the host or, or or the or the cashier, you just press some few buttons, you know, however the total is and that's what bring he, that's the what food out. out. Yeah, you bring the food out. I don't think Jubri should, you know, pay these people extra for doing their primary jobs, you know, like you know what I'm saying, like, he's not doing anything extra. You know, he's just Calculating how much it's going to cost, and he has to get it.
0: Right. And again, it's takeout. He went and got the food himself. So yeah, yeah. I don't think it's as big of a deal and as people he, he are making it. I, you know what I call this? Off season boredom from the media. They're yeah. trying to find the biggest random stories to come up with. It's like j- talking about Johnny Manziel getting kicked out of a frat party. Come on. Mm-hmm. Get a life and. Just let me know when football actually starts. Yeah. That's when I care.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, but but I, I with the whole Drew Brees thing, like people are saying he's cheap. It's like I don't oh, think he's come cheap. On. You know, it's he he you know he's he just signed a twenty million dollar contract.
0: And he and he can't. He's not cheap because look at how much he's done for the Mississippi Gulf Coast area mm-hmm. after Hurricane Katrina.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure so next, you're calling
0: him cheap because he's and tipped. And I, and I'm he sure he's
1: probably ate at that restaurant before too. sat yes. down and ate and probably tipped. You know. Big big well, time. And I, I, you know what
0: I'm thinking? I don't really tip when I get takeout and go get the food myself. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember ever tipping. I tip the driver when I get delivery. Yeah.
1: yeah I tip I, the
0: waitress when I sit down at a restaurant.
1: Yeah. Or if she's cute, you know, give a little extra, <laughs> little extra, extra.
0: All right. That is Spencer Ray, <laughs> care of Impact Sports, everybody. But but, um, but, but
1: yeah, like I would, like I, I don't see the big deal about this at all. And I, and I think it is digging up something, some sort of story. They're bored. Yeah. But. So here's the big question, the big hoopla, of what's been going okay. on for the past, you know, forty-eight hours, twenty, you know, 36, 48 hours. Uh, Riley Cooper was at a uh, Kenny Chesney concert in June, and there was a video of him dropping an N bomb in an aggressive way towards, I think, a security guard. Yep. That those are those are the reports, and the league, well, not not the league. Uh, the Eagles decided, you know, that they spoke out. They said you know what he did was terrible and all that other stuff that everyone wants to hear and he came out publicly addressed it, took questions and and uh he was fine, which that that amount is not known at the moment and and if you're if you're the n f l roger Goodell, even though he said he's not going to do anything, he can't yeah, and uh how would you handle it if you're the eagles g m
0: well if I'm the eagles g m um you basically want to get to it before the n f l can because once you do that, according to the CBA, yeah. the NFL can't step in and do anything. Yeah, and,
1: and, and more recently, uh, Riley Cooper decided that he's going to take, I guess, an extended—he's—he's he's excused from all team activities. He's going to go to therapy, you know. But I, but yeah, go go on though.
0: I probably would have suspended him for two games.
1: Pre, are you preseason, regular, or? regular season, Regu- okay, regular? Okay. I don't
0: care about preseason. I maybe suspend him for two regular season games or two preseason games as well, but. I don't care about preseason. What does preseason mean? Mm-hmm. And suspend, you suspend him for two regular season games. You find him a certain amount of money, and you move on. What, and he said a word that I swear on the life of my mother I've never said. Mm-hmm. And I think that you should never say that word, and there's no excuse for it, whether you're drunk, sober, or what have you. Well, um, I, I, he made I a think, mistake. He made a horrible mistake.
1: Yeah, like I, I could tell he was sincere in his, his apology. He is sincere in his apology. But you could tell, like, if you guys watched the video out there, that he's he said that word before. He, and and you know, he
0: didn't aggression. have a look on his face after he said it. Like, oh my God, what did I just yeah, say? And, and 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 I mean, and you can't accuse. You don't know for sure. None of us know for sure. And but I mean, I would if I were the Eagles GM, I would say, look, you made a mistake. You sit out these two games. You're fined fifteen thousand dollars, or maybe a little more no, no, than that. No,
1: he, he deserves at least a hundred k because Kobe okay. said a homophobic slur. Okay. The hundred k, then yeah, and I think and then some. I Are, think and then and
0: some. that okay, that that right? Because fifteen thousand dollars is chump change yeah. to NFL players. He, he, yeah, even though
1: he's like and, fourth string, third fourth string receiver, it's still.
0: But you know, but then you think about. I would say to him, look, you need to get a little bit of help with this. Just, um, I wouldn't necessarily. You need to never say that word again. And if we find out that you've said that word again you're cut
1: I think they should have cut him from from the go from the jump because first of all, if you say this at any other profession you're gone you're gone, yeah no, look what happened with Paula answered. Dean yeah exactly she's been and sh- that
0: happened years ago, yeah, that we know of we yeah. that happened years ago, and the food network mm-hmm. is still dropping her
1: yeah, but I don't think the whole you know, therapy or whatever for racists, whatever he's going to, I don't think that's going to do anything for him. You know, I think the public humiliation that he's going to face, and that he's facing right now, you know, I'm sure he's getting a lot of hate mail right now.
0: Again, he, I feel like he is sincere in his apology. He's
1: sincere, but you you don't just take that away. That doesn't just You can't away. take back like,
0: anything you said. Because you
1: got to think about it, Like that that locker room is probably majority African-American. And mm-hmm. uh, LaShawn McCoy already came out and said that he lost a friend, and, you know, he, he doesn't mess with guys like that.
0: Didn't Marcus Vick um, Michael Vick's brother actually put a hit out on him.
1: That, I'm, I'm sure he did. Honestly,
0: someone, needs to, Marcus, any, someone needs to take Marcus. Someone needs to take Vick's yeah, computer people, away. But, yeah,
1: people were reacting to this with the holes that were in trouble. We're not going to get into that. Right you know, about what's right, what's wrong. And but
0: uh, but again, I think and I mean I see where you're coming from. Where they need to cut him right away, possibly right from the get go. Why
1: they're keeping him is because the fact that
0: Jeremy Macklin's yeah, hurt. And
1: I don't think that that makes the Eagles look bad because you have to. There, there's Well, a and they're saying that and there were players
0: coming out and saying too that got that if Andy Reid were there, there would be more of a fine. He would be suspended, if not worse. Mm-hmm. So and, the fact that I think the players are frustrated with Chip Kelly and the way he's handled it.
1: But I mean, from from a PR standpoint, I think they handled it great. You know, they had him speak, they had the GM speak, they had Mike Vick speak, which. Little things like that, I think, show that Mike Vick is going to be the leader in that locker room too. I think he and, already is. Yeah, and, and Mike Mike Vick forgave him, which, you know, yeah, the whole and he spoke for the team. He said we forgave him, which that that does not. I don't agree with the fact that the whole team you know, is just letting him it, off. It's
0: obvious that it's not with LaShawn and, McCoy and, coming out and saying what he said.
1: Yeah, and you got to think about you know the embarrassment he's going to feel when he hits the field because a lot of a lot of defensive backs are primarily African American.
0: And, and, well, and I mean, you got to, again. It's you, just you know,
1: you know, defensive backs and receivers. There's always like that chirping after every play, whether he drops the ball, catches it, gets in his face. Like, a uh, player is going to know that, you know. And I don't know if that's going to spark, you know, little skirmishes throughout the game, or one big skirmish between, you know, Riley Cooper and another defensive back. It depends on the,
0: what the Eagles should do. Is see how much of a distraction this truly is in the lo- in the locker room. If it's if it is a huge distraction, they need to get, let him go. Yeah, because you can't distract your team with something like this. Well, you like know, this. you
1: know, like I'm not going to say it's it's more of a national distraction. It, 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 I, I, it, I know,
0: I know what you're saying, but I mean, again, if it, it, it if it comes down to a player, if if, play, if the players can't respect the guy, and it, I, I, I find it hard to believe that um, that Lashawn McCoy is the only one who feels the way he feels. Understandably so. Because, again, that word should never, ever, yeah, ever you, you, you be about, said. Yeah, you
1: think about other locker rooms, though, that are thinking about this right now. Right. You know, this is hitting every locker room. Probably Even at the college level, people are probably thinking about this. You know, how would you respond to this? And you know, as bad as this is, like, the Eagles are going to go to work. They're gonna, Right. Yeah, they're going to move, like, as a team, they're going to move on. But in the locker room, which we probably won't know about until later on. Right. And, and the fact that I, I almost think he's on his way out. I think he's He has probably gonna, to be. You know, at the end of the season, at the very, no. very latest. I think maybe I think probably within the next few weeks he'll probably be gone. You think
0: you you think he doesn't yeah, last he's, the, he's, he's even into the season? He's
1: excused himself from from all team activities and the 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 the, the negative media buzz this is getting. Mm-hmm. Of all the things you know are going on, this is probably like not not the way to start the no. season. You know, obviously this does not affect the NFL's image at all because one player Cooper it, represents himself.
0: Riley Cooper yeah. represent. He said something stupid too. Yeah. And the Eagles came out and immediately said, um, "Condemned that statement." And I don't know if the NFL said anything. Like,
1: yeah, uh, Roger Goodell said he's not going to do anything about it. And you know, my thoughts on Roger, Roger Goodell. We'll talk about that another time. But uh, again,
0: Roger Goodell can't do anything though, because the Eagles have already taken mm-hmm. action. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I I just I think someone does have to step in though and get get rid of this. Obviously, well, even when he's cut, it'll still be a somewhat of a story. But you gotta.
0: The next story will be: Will anyone ever sign him?
1: Yeah, yeah, and I doubt that'll probably his career, his demise. He's he's meeting his demise as we speak.
0: Eh, you never know, and it, we'll see. I mean, because again, I've I've heard talks that like Titus Young, like, and it's again, obviously a completely different situation, but it goes down to the same thing: Would a team ever sign him with the issues that he well, has? I think
1: in the in the other leagues, like if this happens in the NBA, or, or look what happens like in soccer where you, you you got players from different cultures that are saying, you know, racial slurs or just yeah, flat offensive things and they get they get suspended instantly. You know, you got fans saying that, which is the sad part too. Right. And uh but yeah, like, and there,
0: and a lot of times when you see a fan, when you hear fans saying um this guy needs to, spe- to be suspended, blah blah blah. Sometimes it's overreacting. in this situation, I don't think it is, though I agree. He needs to be suspended. Yeah,
1: but I don't think if this happens in the NBA, David Stern does not have any of it. That no. guy is
0: gone. but it, exactly, and he, and they need to be. I yeah. completely agree with that.
1: But well, that uh, closed out our discussion for 10 and 10. I am Spencer Ray here with Aaron Jordan. You have any words, Aaron?
0: We will see you next time.
1: Yeah, this is 10 and 10 brought to you by Impact Sports.